Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA's just relentless. This is the NACA way. Welcome back for another episode of NACA's American Dream Program. And as always, our family is stopping in to hang out with us. We have Tammy Johnson from the Hand Department, who's always a part of our show. And she's coming to give you updates and let you know what you need to do to get through the Hand Department. But first, before we start with her, answer that. What's going on over there? How you doing? Hey, 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 Damien and all of those out there in NACA land to all the Nacalodians out there. It's a beautiful day, Damien out here in Houston, Texas. Beautiful day to be out and about mm. looking for that dream home, riding and cruising in the neighborhood, <laughs> looking for that dream home made possible through the qualifications under NACA and at a 4.75% interest rate on a 30-year fixed and a 3.875% on a 15-year you still cannot beat that with a stick. I know that the rates are rising a little bit, but guess what? NACA still has the lowest in the land. So it is a beautiful day. And Damien, just a shout out to all of those who stopped in in Houston, Texas at our Texas wide event. Uh, last week, we had a wonderful time. We got a chance to meet some wonderful and amazing people. Um, our first two qualifications came out of, uh, one was out of Oklahoma and the other one was out of Louisiana, uh, Baton yeah. Rouge, Louisiana. So believe it or not, even though it was a Texas wide event, we had people coming from all over, from I-20 to 45 to I-10, you name it, they were getting here. And I just enjoyed meeting them all. We had dignitaries from all across the district uh, statewide that came out and to see us. Shout out to Sheila, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, who stopped by to see us. Congressman Al Green, who stopped by mm. to say hello. And we had a multitude of mayors that stopped by Orange, Orange Texas, Beaumont, Texas, um, Port Arthur, Texas, Prairie View, Prairie View A&M. You know, shout out to you guys. Our HBCU uh, stopped by to talk to us about partnering and getting more educated about home ownership and financing and the importance of generational wealth building. So we had a great time, an amazing time. And we even got a call from the Beto campaign uh, to, to let us know that, you know what, we see you, we hear you, we wish we could be there with you. I know he's out on his 49 city tour excursion, so to speak, but it was nice to get that call to say, you know, NACA, keep up keep up the good work and keep doing what you're doing. So that on top of getting hundreds of people qualified and outhouse shopping, good day to be in Texas, just Texas as a whole. So I love it. I love it. And don't forget, we have Tammy Johnson here, who is our director of hand. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, she is a homegrown Texas girl too, right there in San Antonio Hill country. So you know, Damien, we had a good time. We did. Awesome. Awesome. Now, two things I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. One, when is your, your next event and where? So everybody will know. Mm -hmm. And then also, two, talking and coordinating with HBCUs. I think that's a very good point because mm -hmm. if they're in school, getting ready to graduate, they're going to have a degree, they're going to be making money. Now thinking about the housing process and they can do that early on instead of waiting and you know not being prepared when they get ready to graduate. So I think that's Absolutely. awesome. That Absolutely. Happened. It was awesome. I uh, wanted to answer your first question. Uh, and before I do, don't forget during our Texas event and at all of our Achieve the Dream events, not only were people there to get qualified and to, to purchase homes, we had hundreds of people coming out for rental assistance that received services same day. And on wow. top of that, That's we had awesome. people coming out for home save that had unaffordable mortgages and they were coming in to get assistance on getting their mortgage payments lowered and modified. So all of that was happening. And we had our grants, uh, some people from our 
county, different counties that have grants available. They mm-hmm. were they were there. So shout out to Vera Lisa from the Covenant House, from the Covenant Program, who now has a program where whatever you have saved in your savings account, they can match it up to $4,000. They can match it so that that minimum required funds that, that is required to purchase your home can now be more more realistic through the covenant program so we had all of that and for those of you who were not aware of the devastation from the winter storms that happened in texas we had uh we had our support services that was there not NACA support services, but a service that Texas has available uh, brought to you by TXU uh, and they were taking anybody's claim of damage or, or losses that was due to the winter storm. So if you had damages or losses due to the winter storm, they were there on site to capture your information so that once the settlement from the lawsuit uh, uh, get settled and everything, you get what's due to you. And hopefully it would be equal or more than the damages that you mm-hmm. that your claim is, but they were there to take all those claims. I know I put my claim in, so I did mine. So, and, and anybody who was devastated from the storm and had losses due to the power outages, most of the claims, so to speak, just so Tammy will know, cause she's in San Antonio and uh, also experienced that was food losses. When the power went out, People have their storehouses, their deep freezers and refrigerators and all of the food that they had, they lost that. It wasn't so much as anything else. Uh, a lot of people experienced great, greater damage, water damage, roof damage, plumbing, plumbing. And they had to come out of pocket with that. So those are the claims they took. Um, I did have some pipe damage and things like that. So I put it down just to see um, if if the claim would go through and it actually did go through. But for those of you who were devastated by that, we still have that information available. If you contact 425-602-6222 and ask to speak to one of our economic justice advocates or a NACA advocate, they'll have that information for Texas for you. Wow. Very nice. Nice. Now, one other thing you did too in Texas, you guys actually interviewed on the spot. Will you be doing that again in Baltimore? So Baltimore will know, hey, we always need folks. You know, we're going to try to do that. It was something Texas as I, and I don't want to speak for Tammy, but I can tell you Texas is near and dear to us. So we wanted to make sure we knew that those were services that would be needed. So we started reaching out to applicants ahead of time and we started working with Texas Workforce early so that we could go ahead on and get them in and let them know, hey, we're going to do a job fair while we're here. And not only were we interviewing on the spot, we were actually hiring and the hiring manager was there. HR was there. So they interview with HR. And number two, they'd interview with the hiring manager and decisions was made right there. And it wasn't just for counselors. It was for our NACA counselor positions. It was for our underwriting positions, which is our mortgage specialist position. It was for the NACA advocate positions. Uh, So Kim and her team was there. So we were actually making decisions on the spot uh, and and it turned out really good. So it's it's a good format and a good roadmap that we can use in Baltimore, which will be our next event, September 8th through the 12th. And that will be at the Baltimore Convention Center. So definitely to find out about that event that's happening, uh, that's another Achieve the Dream event. But to find out about that event, plus more that we're having, because we'll be in Atlanta in October as well. So to find out more, always reach us at www.naca.com to check out all of the latest. And as always, Abriel will kill me if I don't tell you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest and the recaps on the videos. Guys, we had a good time. We had an amazing time in Texas. We had the food trucks out there. It felt almost like the state fair kind of, because when you go outside, all you did, you smelled this barbecue and chicken wings and hot dogs and hamburgers and corn dogs and and cotton candy and snow cones and so it was just so much for every it was something for everybody uh not just the food guys but that was an added feature so we we enjoyed that 
Shout out to our Texas first responders from the fire department and the police department that came out um, because we, out of that, we got a partnership. We'll be doing the back to school drive this weekend together. And so we decided to pool all our resources and all of our givings nice. of the back to school supplies and give kids backpack school supplies, you know, all the little things that you see, the little Elmer's glue and the, mm-hmm. I remember all of that stuff going to school and, and things like that so we decided to partner and do that so shout out to our first responders that came by just to say hey we saw the crowd can we we, we can help you with crowd control we can help you with wow. the traffic outside and some of them even became NACA members that day so it was a good thing um participation we thought it was going to be a little bit higher but we understand that was tax-free weekend as well so understand when those things happen but all in all it was a beautiful time in Texas Tammy I think we did you proud in San Antonio as well yeah we heard great great things about the Houston event sorry we didn't get a chance to get down there but we were super busy out here working on some rehabs around the country so kudos to Anjanette and her team they did a great job It was good. And Tammy, speaking of you were busy with some rehabs out there, can you tell everybody what is the hand department and what what falls under your umbrella? And thank you for taking time. Tammy is the national director, everyone. She has an entire call center that reports to her. It's a whole building. (laughs) Believe me, I've been there. So for her to take this time out of her day, we want to thank you because you you continue to share the knowledge and we appreciate that, Tammy. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, We we love talking about the home and neighborhood development team. Uh, Hand is a part of the NAPA organization that was designed to look at the property that someone is purchasing in lieu of uh, what the counselor does when they're looking at someone that wants to buy a home and their affordability. We know that buying a home has to fit within a member's affordability, and it's not just about payment. It's about what type of condition the property is in and how that will impact someone financially once they become the homeowner of that property. So when it comes to purchasing a pre-existing property type with the NAP organization, that property has to be inspected hand is engaged at the time of inspection. So when the property inspection is completed, we'll review that inspection report and assess required repairs, recommended um, if any, and then we'll also give you a rough estimate of those costs so that you can uh, receive a NACA repair list and understand what this property, um, what kind of conditions are being placed on the property in order for it to be eligible for purchase. And those all revolve around a member's overall affordability. You can afford to make a payment, but are you ready to take care and maintain a home for the life of the mortgage? And this is where hand steps in. So where we look at what a member has been counseled for and their affordability limits, we are looking at the property condition, assessing required repairs, and then we can kind of mirror, uh, mirror those together and see if there's an affordability match. If so, We'll give a blessing on the property. Um, Some things may need to be done prior to close or be added as part of a rehab escrow if the member's eligible for that. And uh, then the member would be able to purchase and buy their home uh, in the uh, event of large renovations. Hand also works with the member after closing to uh, facilitate the terms of the escrow agreement that they sign with their lender. So all disbursements are managed through the hand department, working with the member as they look for contractors, get them registered, get them uh, signed up to submit bids. And then once those bids are in, we review them and match them up to the scope of work that the member was approved for prior to close. And if everything matches up, we give project approval, working with the lender saying, this is the lender. I mean, this is the contractors that the member wants to hire. Their work matches to the terms of their loan. We're giving them approval to start. And once the project is started, the member is managing that with their contractors, working with hand to schedule and coordinate inspections, payment release as work is being done all the way through the completion of the project. So there's a lot of partnership between the lender and the member and contractors um, as we go. So there's a lot that hand does within the NACA organization, whether it's pre-assessment before closing or helping to manage a rehab escrow transaction after. That's the Home and Neighborhood Development Team, uh, as Anjanette said, located down here in San Antonio, Texas, working all over the country, uh, making renovations happen. So very busy group. We're happy to- Very busy. 
be Timmy, here and kind of talk to you about it today. Are you guys hiring in your department in San Antonio? We always hire. Um, always looking for talented uh, construction-minded uh, individuals, whether they're coming out of the insurance industry as insurance adjusters or the construction industry. Uh, Got to have some construction background knowledge. Uh, we're always handling uh, those are rehab specialists. We've got escrow coordinators that manage the escrow side, the disbursement of funds, working with the lender, more like an underwriter and uh, administrative uh, roles like the HRC, the hand repair coordinators or the hand rehab coordinators, a couple vendor coordinators that work directly with inspectors and contractors on the registration uh, education piece, always making sure that we've got an advocate working with those partners as well. So always, always hiring, never turning anyone away with the right skill set. There's always room to grow here. Awesome. Tammy, should should the counselors already know? Because I know some people think that when we say that we can assist you with those renovations when you're out, you know, house shopping and looking for your home and you see the ideal home and Damien, you can attest to this being a real estate agent. You know, you get people that are members that always see these houses and they say, oh, I need repairs or I won't be able to do this. They don't believe that we have uh, uh, a hand department that can assist with that, but the numbers have to make sense. Is that right? It is, but there's a little bit more to that. The numbers have to be right. And the member has to be prepared to uh, take on their roles and responsibilities because remember you're the homeowner and you're going to be managing your project. So we're here to help guide and facilitate uh, the completion of the rehab, but the members got to be on board to do a lot of work. Uh, we we say around here, rehab's not for sissies <laughs> because you are going to uh, need a lot of time commitment. You're going to, uh, you know, be required to be patient. There are contractors all over the country that are three and four jobs back. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people waiting in line for their uh, services. You can't just use any contractor. They've got to be licensed, insured, have a valid tax identification because when they're paid, the lender has to issue a 1099. They get taxed on that money. So there's a lot of compliance around it. Uh, the member doesn't have direct access to the funds because these are loaned funds, right? These are finance funds that are held by the lender in escrow and dispersed upon the completion of work uh, as part of members' loans. So there's a lot going on and a member has to be engaged with the hand department. They got to be willing to do their portion of the work, which is a good portion of work. We give guidance. We help with their contractors in the education piece, but those contractors work for them. And they got to be able to manage them and communicate with them. We don't do that for them because we're not a party to the contract they're going to be in if they hire them, right? So we're look at us as sort of a, a guide and a coach. Um, the bulk of the work is done by the member working with their contractors, and you got to have good contractors. You know, there's some great contractors out there in every right. community. But there's not so great contractors out there as well. And you've got to know how to differentiate because the person you opt to work with, they're responsible and you're responsible, you know, in that relationship. We just have to make sure that we're dispersing the funds appropriately for the work that is being done. So there's a lot going on and we have webinars to walk members through that process. Contractors have webinars. Everybody, um, they there's a learning education piece attached. So you're not just walking in blindly, don't know what to do. We're walking with you step by step. Our role and responsibility is giving you access to a wonderful mortgage product that has a rehab option that's affordable and giving you opportunity to work with people that are already registered. And if there's no one in that market, working with you to educate them so that everyone's on the same page about their roles and responsibilities. And it's a constant ongoing process until the work is done. I hate to hog the conversation, but Damien, remember a while back, you and I were talking about how we never have enough time, or I, I know I don't never have enough time to do anything, but if I was out looking for a house, I don't, I don't think this would be for me because I don't have the time to realistically put as being the project manager to watch every nook and cranny of the process. And you're saying that I need to be, it's a commitment from me that I have to be focused on watching each phase of this and making sure disbursements and all of this stuff and the work is being done. I don't know if I could do that with the type of schedule I have. Do you ever get that sometimes, Tammy? We get it a lot. And, it, and, it's, and it's a conversation we have very early on. How much 
time are you willing to commit to this process? Because rehab isn't for everyone. Uh, everybody watches HGTV. That's the glamorous side of renovations, but real life is not HGTV. Real life is you managing it. And if you have challenges just managing getting your kids to school on time, making lunches, getting home, making dinner, a rehab really wouldn't be uh, the best yeah. option for you. Now, some members want to hire a project manager, but you still have to sign off on the paperwork. You yeah. still have to say what you want and what you don't want. You don't want a project manager coming in and making all the decisions for you, and then you're left to live with what they've decided. So it's got to make sense, and you got to have money to cover a project manager. You know, that's on top of contract uh, costs. And right now, the cost to renovate is not cheap. Uh, right. The cost to renovate is equal, equally expensive, if not more, than building a new home because oh, wow. you're paying for labor, construction, cost of materials, and the cost of materials, unfortunately, are 300% than where they were last year this time. Mm -hmm. The price of wood, you know, we can't, we're depleting, you know, things in the environment that are not available anymore, and they're looking for alternatives, and the cost of wood is one of the most single expense. It used to be you don't want to use copper because copper was so expensive. Wood competes with copper now. And oh, wow. how old is your home? Mm -hmm. You know, how old is the property that you want to buy? It's not just about uh, putting fresh paint and finishes. You might need to go into the structure of that property, especially if you want to make some improvements in a room addition. You want to increase space. That open floor plan, that requires a lot of extra structural criteria, which means you might have to uh, hire an engineer, architects, some markets. You got to have architectural plans to even touch the structure. So price and cost is very important. And so when we're talking to a member early on, once they've identified a property and they're talking about doing a renovation, we want to walk them through those estimates and make sure this fits within their affordability. Uh, if it does not, get your earnest money back and go find another property that's more suited mm -hmm. to your affordability because this might not be an option for you. And do you have a contractor ready to go as soon as you close? Because if you have to take a month or two to find a contractor after you close, you got to make that mortgage payment within 30 days after closing, and you got to be prepared for that. We have some options for um, adding mortgage payments in up to six months, um, but you got to be eligible for it, and it's got to be something that is going to uh, fit within the loan to value, not just your affordability. And you can't go over max acquisition costs, so there's a lot going on. We will work with the member um, as soon as they identify they want to do a rehab to walk through those checklist items and make sure everything fits the way it's supposed to. So, Tammy, I do have a major question to ask, because what we're doing here is just saying that you don't have to just buy a new house, but we're giving you the option with you having the stamina to be able to do everything that's needed. Now, one of the things that happens when you're buying a house that's going to need repairs is on the front end, before you close, you're getting bids. What everybody doesn't know or may not be aware of is you don't do your work until after you close. What does a walk us through what that process looks like? You close today. Now, how what's going to happen after that? Because I don't think a lot of people know that. Well, I'd like to take a step back because you said people have to get bids before they close. We don't get bids until after close. This is where I think there's a little confusion. Okay. Before you close, you don't contractually own this home right? So you're not getting bids for something you don't own. What you may be doing is getting evaluations and repair quotes or repair estimates. Okay. And you can work with a licensed contractor. They don't have to be registered with us. They just have to be licensed. And there's um, once you've identified the property and received your NACA repair list, you have, a, you have an idea of what needs to be done according to NACA requirements, but you may also want to add some wish list improvements, which you're allowed to do, provided that you don't exceed um, your max affordability, and we're looking at the member themselves. That you cannot do a, you can't purchase a pre-existing property and do a rehab for investment purposes, right? So this cannot be looked at as an investment flip. Mm -hmm. If we identify that, you would be ineligible for rehab. So we have a lot of members that come to the program that are not target and we welcome them in. Anyone can use the program, but if you're a non-targeted member, you may only be able to do 
required repairs if I can see that you have the assets, because our goal is to keep your loan as low as possible within affordability. If you've got the money to take care of these improvements on your own, that's something we want you to do outside of the loan. If you don't have the ability to pay out of pocket for, for items such as required repairs and wish list improvements, we want to help you to be able to purchase that property and renovate for the sole purpose of living in the home for long term. So we're looking at renovations for long term ownership, right? If you can't live in the home, we're going to also look at adding six months PITI. But before we look at any of that, you got to get out there and get repair quotes. You had a property inspector that looked at the property and visually identified all the defects they could see. But what about the things they couldn't see? This is where you need to have a licensed contractor or two in on your phone ready to call when you're looking at properties to go out with you, right? Based on this property, what kind of renovation costs are we looking at? These are repair quotes and estimates. I need an evaluation on the plumbing. I need an evaluation on the electrical. I want an evaluation on the structure, whatever the case may be. If we get a NACA repair list, uh, I'm sorry, if we get an inspection report that identifies potential issues that need additional valuation requirements, we're going to ask for them. But a contractor is that licensed professional that supersedes an inspector because this is what they do for a living. They go in and they say, based on what we see on this NACA repair list, which you want to white out all of those estimated costs because you want a fair actual cost. If what we put on the NACA repair list is worst case scenario. You may have to replace in lieu of repair. Well, if a contractor says, well, there's a budget for $10,000 for this roof, it's $10,000. How do you know? You could have gotten a lower price. We want to give you some area to negotiate and get those price down. So when you're talking to a contractor, you're just showing them the NACA repair list for the required work. You can white out all of those estimates because those estimates were for you, not the contractor, and the contractor can't ask to see them. And then from there, you get repair quotes and you work with hand saying, based on what hand estimate and what the contractor's saying, I might be able to fit a little extra wish list repairs in here. Now, here's the quotes for those things. And now we're building a scope of work based on what's required and what you want to do. And then we identify what that final financed amount looks like. Will these repairs be done within the first 30 or 60 days? If not, you might be eligible to add a six months PITI if you can't live in the property. If you can live in the property, then you're not eligible for PITI. If it's multifamily, you're living in the property with tenants. If one or more tenants are uh, not occupying the property, which we have to see the vacancy, you might have to have six months PITI. It's not an option. You have to have it because we got to make sure the whole mortgage is covered while the renovation is taking place. So there's a lot of criteria and eligibility information. Based on that, once you close with an approved scope of work that cannot change, so that's why those repair quotes are so important up front. Now you have ownership of the home, possession, and now you can start looking for contractors to give you bid estimates to do the work. Hopefully you can get it within your budget or less. Unfortunately, if it comes in higher, you got to pay the difference out of pocket or we got to take some of those wish lists off so that that work can yeah. get done. So there's a lot going on and what you do at the front end is so very important to make sure you have a solid budget that you can work with after you close and start looking to, you know, interview contractors, check on their references, do your own due diligence to make sure this is the person I want to work with. Once you know who you want to work with, they're going to submit bids, actual bids, and then you tell us, I want to work with contractor A, B, or C, or A, B, and C, depending on how you're doing it, and then we will review, review their bids, make sure they're registered, put the package together, submit it over to the lender if everybody's good, give you a project approval to start within the budget that you have allocated. Or if you have to pay some additional money out of pocket because you went over budget, we can look at that option as well. Wow. That's I mean, a lot, but that, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it, it did because I don't, I don't think everybody knew that when it you know, your loan closes, all of this stuff you got to be able to do. So if you have one of those jobs that you got to be there eight to five and there's no negotiation, you got to be at your job. You can't be over there at the house. And you're the one, just want to want to clarify, you're the one that signs off for your contractor to get paid. So there's no such thing as you coming back. He didn't do this right. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. You signed off on him to get paid. That's right. So you need to be able to be there to make sure he put six nails and not four. 
So, you know, that's dumbing it down, but you have to think about that. But that's an option if a new construction is not within your affordability. You just got to be able to do all of these things that Tammy so eloquently told us that you And need. take a step to the terms of the loan. There is a rehabilitation agreement that you're going to sign at closing that's between you and the lender adding this rehab or the rehab terms into your mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. So if you fail to comply with the terms of your rehab, you're going to be in default, even if you make your mortgage payments on time. Let's Whoa. talk about what those terms are. One, you have to have all bids submitted within 30 days of closing. Two, you got to have a start on that project within 45 to 60 days of closing. If these things don't occur, you're in default. We can give you some more time for extenuating circumstances, but there's these default actions you really have to pay attention to. Mm. Three, you've got to complete your project within six months or you're in default. For larger rehab projects, you could have up to a year or you're in default. What happens when you go into one of those defaults? Number one, the lender could force work. If access to the property is prohibited, then the next option would be to foreclose, even if you're making your mortgage payment on time. Now, NACA has to mutually agree, agree to the force work and the foreclosure, but if we're not um, in communication with the member and they're not cooperating with us, we have no reason to support keeping the lender at bay and giving you more time. We have to go the other route and support the lender's request, our partners, so that we can continue doing these loans in every single market across the country. And we have to approve a foreclosure and that's just not a route we wanna go. So it's not just about having time. You gotta really make sure this is something you can comply with because you don't wanna go through all of this process to get approved and close. Yeah just to lose that home in less than a year. And that could happen. And we don't want to be put in that position. So it's very, very important that you're on board with everything across the board. No surprises. Wow. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. Absolutely. And 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. I cannot believe this. We're already at the halfway mark of the <laughs> show. So always that way. Know, I, it always happens. But Tammy, you know, I've, this has been really, really good. I, I've learned a lot. Royce, Pamela, I'm coming at you. We have, we do have questions for you, Tammy. And Royce, I so, so love you because Royce always visits us on the show with good questions. So I'm going to start with you and say, Royce is asking, can the entire hand statement of work process be done within 14 days to where we can get a yes or a no on our wish list items? Uh, that's a pretty broad question. It depends. Do we have all of the data in the file from you to be able to make a decision? I should be able to make a decision within seven business days of receiving all of the information we requested on your NACA repair list, evaluations, repair quotes. If I don't have that, I really don't have the basis to make a decision, right? Mm. So it will depend on how quickly you get us what we need to determine yes or no for your project. Okay. And Royce is asking again, when you say if you have finances to do repairs, are you saying that you would do, you would dwindle down cash reserves if you're purchasing a multifamily? I barely have the six months minimum required funds. Okay, that's a very good question. So what we look at is assets above your minimum required funds. So if you are a NACA member looking to purchase a multifamily home, Depending on the number of units, you have to have a certain amount of reserves in the bank when you close. Mm -hmm. We don't look at any reserves that you're required to have per the NACA underwriting guidelines. We're looking at reserves above and beyond that. So if above and beyond your minimum required funds, Royce, you have $100,000 and you're asking me to do a $50,000 rehab, we would probably decline $50,000 worth of wish list repairs because you have $100,000 in cash to do that. Again, hand cannot be pushing up the loan amount. It counters, it's counterintuitive to what NACA is doing. We're trying to keep your loan amount as low as possible. And I have members say, but I can afford it. That's fine, but you can't add additional wish list repairs that you can afford out of pocket. We don't use the rehab for that purpose, right? We're looking to make the home livable. Um, and that doesn't include all of the extra bling that a lot of members want. And that's fine because we all like a little extra bling to our house. We don't want you financing that in your 30 year mortgage no. or your 15 year mortgage. That's something you should be paying out of pocket. So it doesn't cost you two to three times the amount 
that it would if you financed it. Right. So assets above minimum required funds is what I'm talking about and wish list repairs. If you're trying to do wish list improvements above and beyond what you already have in assets, you most likely will be declined for that if you're a non-target member. Sorry, I'm going to cough. <laughs> no, that's fine. This <laughs> is me. good information. Very good. It yeah. is. Royce, please, please, please reach back out to us to make sure that we answered your question. And Absolutely. I love the fact that he drops in. Royce always drops in every now and then to ask good questions that get others to think in as well. So thank you, Royce. You are welcome. Pamela, Pamela is asking, what is the Covenant program? And Pamela, just so you know, I want to put their number out there for you. The number for the Covenant program is 713-523-2231. And you can also reach them at www.covenanthousetx.org. Now, let me tell you a little bit about that program. It is a grant match program. So it is geared towards anyone who's gotten qualified or trying to get qualified for their first time home. And guess what? If you need minimum required funds, they will match your savings. So you show proof that you have, let's say $2,000 saved. They will match it with another $2,000 to give you the $4,000. And guess what? That will get you right towards your minimum required funds that you need to go through the NACA program. They have a very good partnership and relationship with NACA here in Texas. And if you are in need, it, it, would, it wouldn't hurt just to see if you qualify for the funds, whether you need the minimum required funds or not. It is a grant program that guess what? You do not have to pay it back. So it is truly a gifting program. And guess what? Uh, uh, Vera Lisa was with us for the Texas event. And she said they have another grant program under the Covenant House that's coming out that'll give you even more, uh, more giving and more gifting. So reach out to the covenanthousetx.org. That's www.covenanthousetx.org or call them at 713-523-2231 for more information, okay? Hope that answered your question, Pamela. Are they only in Texas? Just for everybody that's wanting to know? You know, it is a Texas-based program. Uh, we, all of our offices have a good relationship with them. Houston is just, we're, we're heart, to, heart to heart because we can easily get to that office. They come into our office. Uh, we now have literally quarterly lunches together where we talk with our counselors, we find out what the needs are. And I'd like to form that partnership with all of our grant and housing authorities in the office so that we can work better um, at getting the down payment assistance programs uh, readily and uh, quickly accessible to our members. So, you know, for those of you who know additional programs that are out there that you'd want us to partner with, let us know, reach out to us, you know, to let us know about those programs and we'll make the connections. Tammy, you had something to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I would encourage, this is an IDA type grant program. So you could look up IDA options in your market. They're mm -hmm. all over the country. Um, they run out of money fast. Very so fast. you have to you have to sign on, see what your eligibility is. And they generally run out of funds at the end of the fiscal year, and they have to renew those funds through a board, generally as a rule. Um, and IDA funds in a lot of markets can be used for more than just purchasing a home. You can pay off student loans. You can pay off you know, certain debts with them. They're right. a wonderful opportunity. So if you look up IDA, options you might be able to find something in your market very similar to what the covenant house does and, and thank you for that tammy because you just answered the question someone asked is the covenant program available in north carolina and as tammy said look up the ida programs because they're all across the country they're just housed under different nonprofit umbrellas right. So look them up and see what funds are available and what entities offer them and ask them, why aren't you a partner with NACA? You know, call that girl, Angie and Ed. call Damian Smith, find out why you're not a, a part of the NACA program so that we can make these funds available to NACA members who are so, so this would be to someone who is looking for the minimum required funds just to get qualified. This means everything. Everything. So take advantage. Now, mm -hmm. also, we love IDA money. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, like your church can start an IDA program. It's that's exactly right. Individual development account. I went through the IDA program at United Way, so you may want to check with them. But they have three criteria that they let you use it for: the purchase of your first home, 
to start a business or to go to school. And I saved up $1,200 and they matched it either three to one, depending on where I moved or four to one, depending on where I moved. So you always want to check with United Way because I do know that they always have them. But your church, if y'all got money or your job or whatever, they can start an IDA program for their own people to be able to do a matching gifts program. So just because there's not one, don't mean that you guys don't have the ability to start one. So definitely check into it. And that can help you with your minimum required funds. Thank you, Tammy. That's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Moving right along, because Tammy, you know, we we don't have you often. We're going to have to lock her down again, <laughs> Damien, for next <laughs> So I see a handful of questions that I could probably run through real quick. Um, sure. I saw the one question, you know, how does hand work with properties that are as is? As it's a is. wonderful question. Question. So I am talking about properties that are pre-existing, not new construction. New construction is not eligible for rehab. You work with your builder on that. So as it relates to pre-existing properties, you cannot purchase a pre-existing property in as-is condition if it has required code, safety, or health repairs. Those will have to be addressed. Now, in some instances, a member may have assets to address those repairs out of pocket outside of the loan, outside of a, a NACA rehab. We would look at that option if those, if those requirements are not required by the lender. If the appraiser comes in and identifies code safety health issues, so we don't share the inspection report, we're not required to share it with the lender, that's between the member and NACA assessing program affordability. What the lender uses to determine code safety health is an appraiser. And if the appraiser identifies property related conditions that fall within code safety health, those are required and they have to be addressed either by the seller prior to close or as part of a rehab. But in some instances, they're not lender required. The member has the assets and we could waive those if you're eligible for a waiver. We still need repair quotes to see if you're eligible for a waiver because you cannot rely solely on the hand estimates You've got to do your own due diligence. Have a contractor go out. Every repair quote requires a visit to the property by a contractor, a licensed contractor who looks at the problems, gives you a written evaluation of what's wrong and what it'll cost to cure. And then that would be what you supply hand to say, based on this contractor, this is how much it would cost. I have these assets. We can see that in your file above and beyond your minimum required funds. And if the lender doesn't require these repairs, you may be eligible for a waiver. And we try to do that as soon as we get the repair quotes. In relationship to as is, if there's code safety and health, you wouldn't be able to purchase that property as is if you don't have the assets to take care of it on your own, especially if it's a multifamily, because we're not here to help anyone buy a home to be a slumlord. You got to be exactly. able to fix that house up and take care of your renters so that you have renters who pay on time so that you can make that full mortgage payment. So there's a lot going on there. Um, caps. What are renovation costs and caps? Well, the costs are based on what a general contractor is going to tell you when they give repair quotes and evaluations, but the caps, it can't go over your max qualification amount. That's purchase price, the sales price plus rehab. Um, the caps cannot exceed loan to value. So if you're buying a home, easy math for $100,000, um, loan to value limits you being able to roll in more than 110% uh, of the value. What's 110% of 100,000? $110,000. So if you're buying the home for 100, the most you can afford to roll into your loan is $10,000. Mm -hmm. uh, max acquisitions limits are the total cost to acquire the property. Every market has um, limits on the max that you can buy um, based on where you live. Um, this is where you can go into the uh, EEIC. Help me on this one, Damien. Look up the property address and understand oh. what the max median income limit is and how that applies to um, the max acquisition limit. So if you were buying in San Antonio, Texas on a single family property type, you wouldn't be able to go over 300, I think in $76,000. That means the purchase price, finance and out-of-pocket contribution. It's a max acquisition. Anything above that is outside of the program guidelines. You might have to go outside and find another lender, lender that will go over those max conforming limits as NACA adheres to them. So those are the max uh, costs. You're going to assess that, the caps, um, vendor criteria. I saw that 
contractors have to be licensed, insured, have a tax identification number. They have to have a business bank account because all payments are made directly to the contractor in the form of a wire, and they have to agree to our program terms. Inspectors, same thing. They're generally not paid in a transaction. We could hire them to be a draw inspector. Um, that's between NAC and the lender, but they have to agree to program guidelines. They have to use our free software that we provide them if they register. And registration usually takes seven to 14 business days. So if you want to work with a specific property inspector that's not on our list, you can do that, but they got to be registered first. Get them registered before you go looking for a house because you don't want to be waiting 14 days to get a property inspector approved while you're in contract. Contractors, they don't have to be registered until after you close. There's a lot going on. You're doing your mortgage processing, credit access, trying to get your hand clearance. The last thing we want you to do is worry about hiring contractors and getting them registered. As long as you're working with licensed contractors, we'll verify once we get the repair quote. It has to be on their letterhead, company name, business name, license number. If we can validate them online as a licensed contractor, we'll accept that repair quote as a legitimate quote. Um, if you are related to them or affiliated with the contractor in any way, you have to disclose that. Um, if we find out after the fact, we could unfortunately decline an entire project and qualification amount. So just be be aware, disclose everything. We'll try to work within with the parameters that we can as long as there is no conflict of interest. And again, this product is for owner occupancy. If you are trying to buy to flip a home and use it as an investment property, you got to find another lender for that. You cannot use hand. We have to decline on a regular basis when we are seeing that and we have our we have our ways. So just be upfront about what you're doing and we'll let you know yes or no so that you can work on your options because that's what we want. We just want upfront communication so that we can say yes or no and you can look at all your options on what's best for you. All right. I mean, I have two questions that I was sent to ask. Why do why don't why don't they refund the home inspection at closing? Say, like they do the termite inspection. It's just not within the contract. Uh, when we negotiated our contract terms with Bank of America, we were able to get certain terms. Um, property inspection is what every home buyer should be prepared to spend. If okay. you're looking to buy a home and live in it, and you're not willing to get a property inspection. I honestly don't think you're actually ready for home ownership. That is playing it fast and loose, and we don't want any part of that risk. So anybody that's buying a home with NACA, and generally, if you're working with a real estate buying a home anywhere, everyone is told you should get a property inspection, and that should be an out-of-pocket expense that you are prepared for. We're already giving you no closing costs. You're getting a lot from us. Be prepared to pay the inspection. You're still coming out way ahead, and it's for your best interest, not ours. Exactly. Now, I think you answered this, but I can't remember if it was before we got the show or doing the show. Contractors want you to show the NACA repair list with cost estimates. What should members do when they're saying, I'm not going to come out and, and do an estimate without having that information? Don't work with that contractor. He's trying to scam you. He wants to see what we estimated so that he can rise his prices up to what we did. Remember, our costs are based on Worst case scenario, this guy's supposed to be going out there for you mm -hmm. and looking at what's wrong and telling you exactly what the range is to repair. If he needs to look at our cost to give that to you, run. Do not work with that person and report them, please, so I can kick them off my list because they're not supposed to be asking you that. Perfect. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Always, Tammy, thank you for that information. No yeah, problem. that that is interesting. It, it makes me wonder why they would even ask for that. Is Are they trying to pat the bill or see what 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 how much cushion they can go in i, I don't know it's like it makes me think well, laziness they would have gone one. less but now they can go more i don't know I've even well, they're saying i don't need to go to the house i'll just look and see what the inspector told you well if we were doing that we wouldn't be asking for repair quotes a licensed contractor supersedes a property inspector in knowing what to do to cure defects so if you're not going out there and taking a look, is that person really working in your best interest? If they're not, don't work with them, run. And like I said, report them. These are people that are being lazy and they're looking to take advantage. And if they say otherwise, you heard it from me. And if it didn't come from me, it's not real. It's not true. Okay. All right. Exactly. And like I said, out there, 
you got good people and you got bad people. And we want to make sure that we only have good vendors on our list doing the right thing for our members. So please report anyone that does that. Thank you. That's a good, I mean, this is good. I've really gotten into this one. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Only because uh, the Texas event showed me one thing. It showed me we have a lot of builders and developers that's interested in working with our membership and that there were a ton of inspectors that came in wanting to be a part of this and said, wow, we had no idea this existed. How can we, how can we assist? Uh, we even had a couple of inspectors that came and said, we'll, we'll do the first inspection for free and then do a second one if need be. Obviously, we'd have to pay, you'd have to pay for that, but they were willing to do the first one for free just as part of their giving back to the community. They saw where NACA has the ability to revitalize and re rehabilitate our neighborhoods and they want to see that. So and I that love the idea of the nice. free and Jeanette, um, but be careful, you get what you pay for. Um, oh, wow. free doesn't always mean, you know, quality. Oh. So if I'm giving you something free, it's going to be fast and I'm sure they mean well, but you always get what you pay for. So just be careful. Interesting. So when they're going through the inspection, the, through the vendor portal and they're, uh, uh, providing all the information that's needed to be, be on the list, what is it that you're looking for? What are some of the disqualifiers or should we even for a vendor? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, cooperation. They got to work within the program guidelines because we all do. NACA has to work within the program guidelines with our partnership with Bank of America so that we can offer America's best mortgage, right? Right. The member needs to work in cooperation with the program guidelines so that they can get qualified and buy a home that they can afford. Um, the contractor needs to work within the program guidelines to offer fair, affordable pricing. Um, quality service. We want, um, with our vendor uh, education that we do, when we're talking to contractors and, and property inspectors, we remind them that a lot of our members are first-time homeowners. They're putting a lot more weight on what they're telling them than maybe somebody that's done this before or doing it for investment purposes. So we need them to help coach and guide, understand what is serious and what may be minor. Um, and, and again, don't omit anything because everything accumulative could be outside of someone's affordability. And sometimes someone will say, well, don't put that on your inspection report. A NACA inspector is not allowed to omit anything. It's construed as fraud. They got to give us everything so that we can know what the combined defect is going to cost this member in the long haul. Um, contractors need to give fair, affordable pricing. They got to be able to stand behind the quote that they gave a member before close. If the member decides to hire them after close, they got to stand behind that. If they try to run that price up afterwards, that contractor is going to be banned from working with the program because we're trying to get as much money in the rehab. Remember what I said about those default actions? Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough money, I can't go back and get more, but you still have to do the work or you're going to be in default and the lender's going to take your house. So there's a lot going on and we need all vendors to be compliant with the program guidelines so it doesn't impact our member negatively in any way. And we're not responsible for contractors or inspectors. They're independent contractors. We just right. want them to be licensed, insured, have a tax ID. You still have to do your due diligence in checking out their references, looking at their online reviews, making sure this is somebody you actually want to hire. Because if anything goes wrong, NACA and the lender is not responsible. We're giving you a courtesy list of people that are registered. You don't have to use them. You can find your own provided that they register and that we can approve them through those guideline requirements. If all of that works, we've got a great, great program and we do over $21 million in renovations at any given time. And, and we wow. love it. We wow. love renovating properties around the country, but it requires work and everybody's got to be on board with those guidelines and requirements so that we can continue doing it on many, many, many years. That's our goal. So Tammy, it's, it sounds like what I'm also, what I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, that what I hear you saying is that we're in need of contractors. You just need Always. to follow these guidelines. So for those out there in NACA land, we're in need of contractors for all types of work, plumbing, HVAC, electrical. Now, here's a question that I was asked also to ask you, as far as the pay and doing the work, do you now have to have your own money? Does NACA provide seed money and like the time frame of being paid? timely how does all of that work so that sure. our 
contractors will know a that. A lot of the rehab escrow requirements are um, spelled out in our rehab escrow webinar. We hold them every Wednesday. So if you are even the least bit interested of learning more about rehab, please go to that workshop. It's about um, it's about a two-hour workshop. Half of it is on presentation. The other half is on Q&A. You can ask questions and it's live. Um, we let the people um, that visit, you know, speak up. They're part of the conversation. Um, rehab escrow requires funds to be held by the lender to be dispersed based on work completed. So there's no upfront funds. We do allow for material draws, but those are checks payable to the supplier if we get purchase orders. We don't expect a contractor to come out of pocket to buy materials, but we do expect a contractor to wait to get paid on their labor until we have an inspection documenting. Remember, a member's financing this for the life of their mortgage. If someone takes off with half of their money, they still have to pay that back and come up with the money to finish the repairs or they'd be in default. There's a lot of risk for down payments. So we have members that say, I don't, I can't find a contractor that's not willing to do the work for at least 50% down. If you can't find a contractor that's willing to do this within the payment guidelines, do not elect to do a rehab because it, you're just going to dig a deeper hole for yourself. We don't want members to have to pay out of pocket because you're doing the same thing we're trying to help avoid. You're paying somebody money and they could take off with it. You didn't get the work and you still have to pay this back. And now you have less money than before and you've got to be able to make your mortgage payment and pay your bills. So our process works with contractors who are in it for the long haul. When you are working with a contractor and talking about the NACA program, if you do a good job for me, I'm going to recommend you to other NACA members. That's how you get on the recommended list. It's not recommended by NACA. They're recommended by members they've worked with. Okay. If it's a new contractor, they have to do one job with you before we'll ever put them on the list. That list that's free advertisement. We yeah. don't charge anyone to work with us. They don't have to pay any type of fees. It's member regulated. By the way, if you refer a new contractor, you brought them, I'm giving you participation credit in that volunteer requirement that you have Ooh, to do. Awesome. We have members that just That's dedicate awesome. to bringing contractors on the list to meet that participation requirement. Contractors come and go. Um, if we take them off the list, maybe they got too many projects, they'll be back on. But like I said, a lot of the contractors on our list, they got three or four people waiting for them. So we usually tell members, don't rely on our list. Use the member list, call them, but also look for two or three people off that list because if they're not available, you've got a plan B to be able to get that project ready. Got to start, give us bids within 30 days, start within 45 to 60, complete within six months so that you have what you wanted, a nice, beautiful home that meets all code safety health requirements and some extra bling on the wish list repairs if it's within your affordability and the lender has what they invested in so that they don't have to take default out, uh, action. And we're happy because everybody's happy. That's how it works. Wow. Now, wow. Last question for me. With the vendor list, do they like are, are they required to have continuing education with NACA? Meaning you, you need to come back and kind of learn some more information, some things we changed, i.e. the instance of stop or do not ask members for those prices on, on those things. Do that, does that happen? Yeah, um, we, our, our weekly vendor webinars, we have one for inspectors, one for contractors. They are uh, uh, like an at your service line. When they register, they're registered for all of them and they can come and jump back in and ask questions. Now, this is why I ask you to report them because if we get um, a report that someone's doing that, we give them one chance to not do it again, right? It's like three shots and you're out. The first time, give you the benefit of the doubt. Second time, we told you we may cut you at that time or there might be circumstances, but you have to go back through continued education whenever you're reported on just to make sure that there's no confusion because sometimes there's confusion like all things but um open live continued education every week on friday for uh, contractors and inspectors it is a contractor only inspector only webinar and it is open to any vendor whether you're registered already or you're interested and want to learn more information it, it runs um except on holidays all year long maybe every friday and maybe too, we would probably start incorporating a home buying workshop to say when you get that document or in the purchase workshop, 
when you get that document, you don't need to give this information to the contractors in those two areas where people are needing. But you're so awesome. Thank you, Tammy. For yeah, the property qualification. We had two webinars. The property qualification webinar is something every member has to go through. It's mm -hmm. held on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go onto NACA's website, look for hand property qualification. It talks about this criteria. Um, on if you're considering a rehab, it is required in order to be eligible for a rehab escrow. And those are held on Wednesday at 3, uh, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, you can go onto the NACA website, look for live webinars, look for hand, and you'll see everything that you need there. We go into very detailed information. And because it's live, we let you ask live questions and work through those scenarios. The only thing we don't do is talk about your file. It's a live uh, presentation. We don't need to be putting your personal business out there, so we won't, but we can answer general questions and members help other members think about things that they wouldn't have thought of regularly. So it's a very um, productive webinar and we have members returning to that every week too until they're ready to go through the program just to kind of listen and learn and get a good idea of their own game plan. Absolutely. Damien, I cannot believe. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I can't believe it. It happens so fast. And it's always with Tammy and Eric. It never, never, never fails. But guys, let's thank Tammy Johnson from the hand department oh, for you. representing and representing well. She's not a visitor. She's just family coming back saying, hey, how you doing? So My Tammy, pleasure. as always, thank you for joining us. We look forward to many, many more more uh, shows with you giving a little bit of your time but i just want you to know if you're ever in doubt of the impact you have just look at all the likes the loves and throwing up the hearts guys Thank throw you. up some hearts because she certainly deserves it she's just not pretty to look at she's good to listen oh, to so as always reach out to us at www.naca.com and guess what always look us up on our uh, social media platforms facebook twitter instagram and the like guys take care have a great day continue to mask up we're still in a pandemic think it through there it is be safe mask up thanks for listening naca's american dream program is a production of the neighborhood assistance corporation of america a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable home ownership and community advocacy to learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.